0: A wild one, a little bronc they call Smokey Joe. Well, Smokey Joe, he ain't never been rode, and Tommy ain't never been thrown. As he settles into the and shoot, he says, Boys, here comes the show. It's about eyes on the rodeo queen and he figures she's worth a chance some big bulldogger by the name of earl said tommy that's my girl as he ducked the knuckle tommy starts to chuckle. says all right let her work
1: It's about to get Western. Western. Bo- Western. Western. Western, Western. Western, Western. <laughs> Bo de Peña. <laughs> that is the title track off of his new record that's available now. If you're listening to this podcast, then you can go listen to it immediately following this podcast on all of the streaming platforms. And You can go to bodepennamusic.com and... Find out how you can support Bo and his tunes. Obviously, today's guest is Bo DePena, and uh, we enjoyed chatting with him for quite a while here. Um, I don't know. I don't know what else to add. I didn't really do the whole "You are listening to the Hippies and Cowboys podcast." We are bringing you the best of the country music world, like nobody else will tell it. <laughs> but you are, dude.
2: You just stole my and that's my what, line, what, and that's line man. You, to- you stole it. I was gonna, I was gonna totally call you out on it and oh. do the whole line and be like, "By the way." But you just did it, so... Yeah, yeah we got Bo Penny on today. I'm Mike. That's Garrett. That's right. And uh, this is another episode of the Hippies and Cowboys podcast. 98? This is
1: episode number 98. 98.
2: Episode yes. 98?
1: Almost to 100. 98. Wild. Jesus Christ. Got something, we're, we're got something cooking 100. for episode 100. It's going to be a wild one. But anyways, yes, yeah. and as always... Here at the Hippies and Cowboys podcast, we are brought to you by Workman's Relief CBD. Please go to workmansrelief.com, hit the link in the description to this podcast, and fill up your cart with the premium CBD products that Workman's Relief has to offer. You're not going to beat their prices, and they've got something for the hippies and for the cowboys. And you can use our promo code HACCBD. For fifteen percent off your entire order at checkout, so as if it wasn't the best shit on the market, and it was so affordably priced already, you can save fifteen percent at checkout using our promo code. And remember to never, ever, ever use Keegers and Fergs promo code.
2: Never, no, never. never. And like I've Just been use saying, ours. you know. It's like, you know if if you're wondering about like just trying it, like give like it a try. This is the the, mo- the the least expensive that you can possibly get it through Workman's Relief and our code. So like why not now just try it. Uh, and it's the best stuff yeah, because Workman's Relief. Try the coffee. Get the
1: coffee. Get the coffee. It's yeah. great. Workman's Relief truly get wants the their goal is to make yeah. CBD affordable for everybody. If you've ever tried to look into buying some CBD products before you will notice that they're really, really, really fucking expensive and you don't get that much. But workman's relief wants to make C- quality CBD products available for everyone. And so, like I said, workman'srelief.com Use our promo code, save 15%. But uh, yeah, let's, let's just dive into the episode here. This was a really fun one. Bo de Pena. He's a great guy and a great artist. And uh, if this is your first time listening to him, well, not only should you check out this new one, but go back, listen to the self-titled release from 2020. That's how I got into Bo's music originally. And also his 2018, his very first one, Montana Sky. is an outstanding record as well. But uh, yeah, let's th- let's dive right into this thing. Go to, uh, one more thing, go to thehippiesandcowboys.com. As I will say in the episode we have new hats available and more merch actually coming soon i'm working on some t-shirts here right now so check that shit out but uh thanks for tuning in as always and uh enjoy the podcast Yeah, I think we should cheers. We should we should cheers. You know, on on the air, right? Like, <laughs> okay, Fine.
2: I, just,
3: sound I
1: sound. just want to make I really- Mike. I just want to make Mike do another shot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Fucking A. All
3: right. Getting into getting tequila, like on the rocks, is a new thing for me. Like, oh yeah. Uh, it was like taboo where I grew up on the border of Mexico and uh now i'm just like fuck it it's it's refreshing it's good
1: yeah but i yeah i mean you gotta have i've never felt less refreshed
2: than i do right now i think yeah it's decent bottle yeah it's not good tequila straight out of the bottle it's just it's out of the freezer it is cold but uh god bless it
1: photo welcome to the show
3: yeah thank you gentlemen happy wednesday
1: yeah hear. happy wednesday
3: of course we're uh
1: Ugh. we're glad to have you man and it's uh it's been a long time in the making like i said you've been on my list for a while and then just kind of like it all just fell together because i heard the new record hanging out with my buddy Willie. uh shout out to Willie at unreal country podcast and uh yeah anyway here we are <laughs> thanks for getting oh, back yeah. so quick and lining it up so quick
3: yeah, of course, man. It was kind of perfect timing, you know. And you were you, you kept on me, which really helped out because I've been on the road for the last two weeks, and it's amazing how quickly you can lose yourself and fall behind on stuff, your emails, and yeah, you know, because you're just spending all your time driving. It's not like you're in front of a computer all the time. So yeah. I appreciate it. Definitely,
1: no, no worries, man. We're uh, we're glad to have you. And like I said, perfect timing because uh, if you're listening to this podcast, Bo's new record is out now. And you should go listen to it, purchase it, do all that good stuff. And, uh, yeah, man, I think uh, I think this will be a good chance for everybody to – obviously, we talk about the record a lot, but um, give everybody a, a chance to kind of get to know you a little better too. So we're glad to have yeah, you. Yeah, man. So I guess let's start with uh, – okay, you're going to answer three of these four questions. You can pick. Where are you from? What's your height? What's your favorite color? And what's your social security number?
3: <laughs> okay. Like, uh, I did think- the last – for
1: sure, do the last what one, man. Yeah. Was
3: the third
1: one? Uh, what's your favorite color?
3: <laughs> okay. I'll just do first, first three out of security, my own personal security. Oh, Bam.
1: come on! <laughs> Bullshit. Day, maybe <laughs> one cheap day, no one keep way out. <laughs> okay, what's what's your what's your phone number? Just give that out.
3: <laughs> man, you, that, that's something I've refrained from putting on my business cards over the last two years because I've I've learned my lesson. Yeah. And it's funny, like you get you get to a certain point where you're not even you're not famous as a musician, but you still like meet well, certain people out of gigs and stuff that really want to creep on you. They just want to become your buddy. And I think that's right. Uh, anyway, we'll get back to the questions.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I, don't, I don't I'm don't on the fans. They're all they're all awesome. And I, I usually I, I will hang out with them and give out my phone number and stuff like that. But every once yeah. in a while you get, man, this isn't going away, is it? or like
1: the guy the guy you give you know you give him your phone number when you're like hanging out you've had a couple beers after the show or something like that and he's pretty cool but he's you know maybe kind of drunk but then after he's like he really wants to be your buddy after that (laughs) it's just like Uh, yeah way too much
3: (laughs) all right so in order let's see it was uh where (laughs) am i from i grew up in laredo texas on the border of mexico uh my height which is usually undisclosed. I'm a little fellow. I'm at 54. Wow. So I try I try to channel my inner Angus Young and Paul Simon when I'm nice. when I'm playing. There you go. All right. All right.
1: That one was a little it was, personal. It was more I, did, I didn't even really expect you to answer all of them. I was just kind of trying to make jokes, you know, but I appreciate I appreciate it. The honesty, you know.
3: Oh, no problem. And purple. I grew up with purple being my favorite mm-hmm. color. I, nice. I don't really think about it much these days but yeah i guess as a kid i really because i like Donatello as the ninja turtle and he yeah had- no brainer
2: Definitely. now now very important question here is that a, a phoenix suns
3: purple or an la lakers purple man i hate to say it because i really didn't like the lakers growing up i was a spurs fan don't so, say it. so don't say it
2: nice. just don't to- say it don't say the lakers uh,
3: Ah, all right
0: there's <laughs> my social security
3: number i'd rather give that out <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, i'm
2: a stressed out Suns fan right now man chris paul's shoulders hurt and everything's yeah. falling apart here man yeah, welcome so. welcome
1: to the light welcome to the uh life with chris paul on your favorite team i was i'm a clippers fan so uh you know he is has he broke my heart many times yeah hey that says literally still every other clippers team but
2: there's hope. I think. I think if Chris Paul sat out last night, we Suns would have won. To be honest, I hurt Chris I Paul. He didn't. He did nothing good for the team. I don't know. It's my theory.
1: <laughs> but yeah, man. Let's. Uh, I guess let's dive into. Um, you know, kind of just where you where you're at now with this new record coming out because this is your third full length record, I believe. Right? We had Montana yeah, Sky third- 2018 self-titled that was last year 2020 and then, yep. uh, now it's about to get western <laughs> <laughs>
3: exactly uh it was funny i was coming down from a tour in montana and um i had never you know growing up in texas you don't really hear the term it's about to get western often it definitely is a very west thing yeah. western thing. um and one time i was out in uh in montana white sulfur springs playing a gig and there were some younger girls partying with us and uh, one of them had mentioned like yeah man we were at this bar last night such and such and there were fights and it was rowdy You got real western you got
1: real there. western yeah
3: <laughs> i saying i had never heard that before and then maybe a year later we're cruising down the road and have like a random spotify playlist and a song that gary p nunn did called it's about to get western came on i was like man that is awesome uh, just like the song hit because it was like wrapping up a tour in Montana where I had first heard the term and then driving back. Yeah. And then I love Gary P Nunn being he's from Texas. So I said, man, one day I'm going to cover that song. And so found out it was written by a guy named Mike Blakely uh, did my due diligence and tried to kind of make it my own as well as, you know, give it, do it justice for the original creators. Uh, and, I had been playing with a band out of Houston, Texas for uh, maybe a year or two uh, at this time. And I thought, man, it would be awesome if I contracted Western bling, which is the band name. They're out of Houston, Texas. I said, it'd be awesome if I flew to Houston contracted them and had them be the backing band for this next record and give it kind of a Western theme to it. And uh, that's where we are now. And over the course of, living in Colorado and especially in Southern Colorado, I started to accumulate some songs that were just inspired by being out in the mountain West. And I thought, cool, let's, let's go for it.
1: Let's go for it. That's badass. You no, know, that's, that's funny. You say that. Cause I mean, that's definitely something that, I mean, I heard, I've heard a lot, you know, just being from Alberta, you know, I would hear people say that all the time. I got pretty Western, you know, <laughs> I don't know. It's just a thing.
3: <laughs> it's funny that you'd yeah. never heard that. I know. I guess I don't know, man. There's something about Texas. It's everything's about Texas. It's not. I was gonna
1: say, yeah, Texas has got its <laughs> own set of, you know, rules right. and, and things that don't,
3: yeah, translate to outside of Texas even. So,
1: yeah,
3: kind okay. oh of. Uh, it kind of makes you. There's like definitely some. Uh, what's the term for it? Uh, Texas exceptionalism down there. Like everybody just believes like, yeah. we're the greatest thing. And I, I totally get it because every time I go back, I'm like, man, I, I really do actually like this place. San Antonio is a rad city. I'm starting to dig Houston. Uh, you know, Austin's its own thing, but mm. uh, every time I go back on something to like about Texas. And uh, so I get it. But that being said, I feel that that mindset keeps you insulated and you sometimes miss out on a lot of the other opportunities that are out there. Uh, yeah. And that's what moving for me i just i just fell in love with the mountains and being being on the wilderness getting opportunities to go hunting and the people have just been so incredibly gracious when it comes to the music they don't get it as often as we do in texas so they're they're just thrilled to have it any opportunity they get
2: yeah
1: that's awesome
2: man i also noticed that that colorado like you got gigs booked in colorado right now which you know everything's kind of opening back up in iowa i didn't know if colorado was there like for live music yet but it it looks like it is so that's good news like you you got a whole whole slew of of shows lined up so that's good to like get get playing on especially with
3: the new record coming out so you know but absolutely um the thing that colorado did fairly well was they kind of judged everything with covid on a county by county basis and our particular county had Mm -hmm. really really low amount of so I was able to play gigs here and there over the course of the winter and sometimes even outside on a nice day. Um, and now that we're basically kind of, we're feeling pretty close to normal. Um, the the last couple of gigs I did in Northern Colorado were full, fully open at that point. Like I guess the counties had done well enough with COVID that they were open. No, no rules, nothing, no mask mandate. It was interesting. It was cool.
1: That must feel good. Let me tell
3: you, I'm
1: waiting for that. Our, our, premier here in alberta so our governor just uh came out with a whole set of his fucking plan or whatever for reopening here in the next he said by mid he's hoping by mid july will be all restrictions lifted so i'm looking forward to that i sure hope that's true but
0: i'm vaccinating
1: people like crazy so hopefully we can get back to fucking shows and rodeos and everything else and fucking back
3: to normal life but I gotta say, man, it feels good when you're finally out there enjoying the music. It's, yeah, it's, it's, definitely. This last week.
2: Um, some, something else you mentioned there was with your the backing band that you did on the title track there. Um, something that I found, you know, just that stuck out to me is, is the backing band on not just this album, but your self-titled one, too. Like, I mean, on, on the self-titled one, you know, some songs are just acoustic, you know, you and a guitar and then some songs. Have have a backing band, but in all of them, the instrumentals sound phenomenal on on that. So I was gonna pick your brain a little bit on, you know, who all you got on board, uh, to to record with you on. I guess we'll we'll just focus on this album, but um, was so that the the band that you know it, it's about to get western like is there any the only song they record on yeah 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 yeah, exactly there's that's a better way to word it was there carryover from
3: the first song yeah so the the person that played fiddle on the uh the self-titled record uh her name is ellen story and she was the same fiddle player that is on on this album coming up um i think she was the only one that crossed over um but she also did uh, some harmony work and stuff like that so when she's doing like kind of two roles you can kind of see where okay like there's some overlap there in the personnel um, but it was really just her that was the crossover from that i did i really enjoyed working on the first two albums they were a ton of fun and, and i'm happy with the way they came out but i at, i got to the point where i did feel like i needed a refresher so i went with a mostly new crew uh, new producer new studio um, the whole band was completely different, and basically because I wanted to achieve, um, that Western vibe, and they brought a lot of that. You know, the steel guitar player, um, Russ Willis is excellent. Uh, upright ba- bass really gives the album that kind of you know more traditional feel. Mm. There's yeah. an exception, uh, which is Colorado Rose. That song stands out because we had some of the same players crossing over, but most of them. We're all different, and we recorded that fully remotely during COVID uh, last mm-hmm. year in May. So that's that's why that song is special. It still fits with the theme of the of the album, which is kind of Western-themed, but it, it does sound a little bit more like maybe a Chris LeDoux-style song where it's kind of more 90s contemporary rather yeah. than mm-hmm. what yeah.
1: That's cool, man. How, how is that? I mean, everybody seems to have different you know, kind of mixed feelings and opinions as to how that process worked, you know, recording remotely through COVID. I mean, I can't imagine you know, what kind of a fuck around it would be, but, uh, what was that like for you? I mean, particularly was, were the, was there any, any, any other songs on the record that were like that or just that one?
3: Just that one. Um, that, uh, actually I take it back. Western bling, the band that was in the studio with me, we did second cup of coffee remotely. And oh. that was one of, it kind of was the catalyst towards like oh let's do a whole record together you know what i mean cool so uh, okay yeah that was kind of one of the one of the little seeds that got planted what, in my mind uh,
1: what was COVID. that like was that weird like i mean obviously it was weird but like was it kind of a pain in the ass would you would you do something like that again i guess even if you know shits back to normal if, if you needed needed to get it done like that
3: i, I love the studio man it's yeah. just such a good experience to be with the guys and to get creative and hash things out. And yeah, it's more expensive and um, it, everybody else's schedule has to comply with yeah. the dates that you select. Um, so there are some pros and cons, but I would say on the, on the pro side, at the end of the day, you get a finished product much quicker. I mean, because we were in the studio for the four days in Houston and then my producer and uh, uh, sound engineer, um, Gus Alvarado, who is the drummer for Western Bling, he took it home and was able to just work it from home, send me updates, and we just would make notes and adjustments as we went. So we were able to go into the studio in mid-April and basically have the full album ready to release by, um, by Memorial Day weekend this weekend. Nice. And I don't think we could have done that if we had like, Nine different songs out there in the ether with all these different players trying to fill in the spots, and then how do you produce that? That's yeah, the thing. like you yeah. We have to have like a Zoom meeting every night to go over like a specific song and say like, okay, this is what we're doing for this. It's certainly doable. It's just not the way I like to work. I want to be there right. with the guys, you know.
1: Yeah. yeah, for sure. Especially now. I mean, especially you know, kind of in the last little while, and shit start to open back up. It's. It's uh, if you don't have to, and if, and if you don't have to, and that's like your experience with it, where you just rather do it in person, like normal, then fuck it.
3: (laughs) I mean, go. it's also a good hang. It's a good time. There's lots of laughs. There's good experiences and you learn things. Uh, I always like to hire musicians that are far more talented than I am. So being (laughs) with guys like West Western bling, um, it made me a better musician. Not only that, like, we got most of the vocals done in studio, but I came home with like two tracks that I wanted to cut vocals from home. And I could already tell the difference in like my voice after just drilling and drilling and drilling and being critiqued by like Gus and our other engineer, Brian Baker, who is the, the recording engineer at the studio. He, he and Gus were a really good team in trying to guide and navigate my direction vocally. And they made me think about things that I never would have. And just- nice that's that's the advantage of going into the studio with people that are better than you is that you leave being a better musician yourself. It rubs off on you. So you can't really get that experience when you're remote recording.
1: Right. Yeah, no, that's, that's cool. That's yeah. Cool, man. Um,
2: so y- you mentioned a lot, you know, the Western side of things here, it's about to get Western, you know? Um, <laughs> And, you know, there's scene. been, a, you yes, know, there's it been, a, it's a great saying as is, but there's been a big push for, you know, Culture Wall, I know, like last year, sometime and and not too long ago, has been pushing, you know, country and Western, country and Western. I I don't think a lot of artists realize, or a lot of listeners realize, a lot of fans realize what what the Western aspect is. So, you know, you have a, you know, you keep calling your music the Western side of things. And and part of what that is, is a lot of Spanish influence. And you hear that so much through, through your music. And obviously, you know, you're, you're from Laredo. So like, that makes a lot of sense, but um, you hear it in like, you know, just the stylistically you're, you start thinking of, you know, Dwight Yoakam, Buck Owens, you know, like the Bakersfield sound, like a lot, all those Spanish influence artists, you know? Um, For sure. I don't really know if I have a question in here, but I, don't, I just, if you wanted to talk about the Spanish influence
3: in, in your music. Um, yeah If you ever get an opportunity to catch a show, you'll sometimes see me singing in Spanish and it's, know i'm not the greatest spanish speaker in the world i grew up speaking spanish but you know being gone from south texas for so long i lost it but the things that really stuck with me were like cruising around the ranches and hanging out with my Mm -hmm. buddies and we rancheras and stuff like that you know jose alfredo Jiménez and um all these like cumbias and stuff like that that you're hearing apart from that i'm sure you guys have heard of the texas tornadoes uh and freddie fender and kind of click so Mm -hmm. freddie fender from right down the road in san benito um not far from laredo and that growing up with that uh i guess i didn't realize at the time growing up how fortunate i was and how culturally unique that style was mm-hmm. but as i've gotten older i've grown to appreciate it and i can really start to see like the freddie fender influence on in a lot of what i do and bakersfield which is interesting because like you do hear a lot of the spanish stuff i hadn't really like made too much of that connection but buck owens certainly had a big influence on the sounds of say like el camino lounge for example yeah that's right inspired songs the first um, thing
1: i thought of when i for when, yeah. when when willie plays sorry to interrupt you but when willie was playing my buddy there that obviously you know too was playing me this this record for that was the first song he put on and i was like what what is this he's like this is bo's new record i was like no fucking way i was like dude this sounds like buck owens like this it's that you know what i mean like it's just that was the first thing that crossed my mind so it's just funny you say that but <laughs> it's
3: it, it, perfect and like you know one of the things that i don't i'm not shy about when i'm on stage telling people where the inspirations for songs came from and like sending an homage uh to uh, the musicians of the past and there's that song and then it like other influences. For example, you hear like the Ballad of Rat Creek. I definitely wrote that with Marty, Marty Robbins on my mind. Like that was the influence You know, story song builds up to this key change. And then I like throwing dark twists, the songs often at the end. Uh, But then also, I mean, even you guys mentioned Colter Wall. I mean, Colter Wall, when I saw him in Montana, I got I had the pleasure of opening a show for him in Montana two years back. um, The Red Ants Pants Music Festival. And when I watched his set that night, he did a cover of uh, Marty Robbins, which he eventually put on the record. Uh, the Big, uh, big uh, Iron. Big uh, Iron. Big all of the song. <laughs> so I thought, okay, cool. Like, I love culture wall style. I'm a big fan of Marty Robbins. been for a long time. So it's like, how do you kind of merge those two feels together? And that's what I did mm-hmm. with The Ballad of Creek. It was mm-hmm. kind of an homage to Marty Robbins, inspired by listening to Coulter do Marty Robbins that night at, at the show
0: There's a high rocky road Over Creek Colorado That holds many secrets From the people below Where a creek cuts the valley Great San Juan Mountains Though beautiful few dare to go But for their lies silver and gold Early last summer my father passed on And left a good fortune of silver to me That's when I first met Fair headed beauty who promised to set my soul free and forever both happy will be. Up on Rack Creek, I could feel her heart beat as we laid in the meadow, staring up at the sky where the western stars sparkled above where we she was with me on Rat Creek that night. I loved her on Rat Creek that night. She was tall and handsome with songs in her right. She asked me to take her to my father's old mine. We saddled our summer sunrise, and we made it there about half past nine, and her eyes like the silver did shine. Up on Rat Creek, I could feel her heartbeat. We made love at the entrance, leaning down to the mine. With our bodies both. At camp up on Rat Creek that night Together for one cold last night So
3: anyway, this this girl got me into it, and when I moved to New York City, uh, I kind of I was chasing her for love, you know. Like we thought we were going to have a good relationship, it didn't work out. But I kept running, and I got hired by uh, a running shoe store in New York called Jackrabbit Sports, and it was like one of the first places really? to gait analysis and stuff. So I had to go through mm-hmm. like a month of training before I was even a sales rep on the wow. floor. We had to like know biomechanics and shoe technology and like wow. running it. If- and all this crazy stuff so it was a it was a hardcore store um so at during that time you know i'm surrounded by the whole running community and so i just started running i did my first uh three marathons the second year i lived in new york and then just kept doing half marathons and now i don't run as much i'm trying to be a little bit more strong upper body wise because i'm a hunter now you know I, well yeah. i i grew up a hunter but now i'm doing mountain that's a totally different beast. And you just got to be in shape. So like now I just try to get out, hike, run the hills and just beat myself to death at elevation. So I can be ready for the mountains in the fall. That's badass. That's super cool. So now,
1: now I know that the, I was listening to the self-titled record too today. And I was, I was laughing at the line, something along the lines of like left me in New York city with nothing but a pair of jeans or something like that. (laughs) exactly it's true Uh, i didn't know if it was just uh i didn't know if it was fact or fiction but i guess that that
3: proves it only some uh some creative license uh never went to new never lived in new orleans like it says in the song but um i did find my way to new york and that was that was the big life heartbreak you know what i mean yeah that was the when you have that shift in life that just kind of changes everything that was the one you um did. instead it put me where i am now and i'm happy about that shit so there you go there you go <laughs> all right
2: well, we can, we can,
1: now we can get cheers back to that get back on it We're, i, I think i'd say that is back i think we've been back you think that's back i don't know Bob probably doesn't um, want us to tell. i think i think we've been
2: back
3: on there oh i'm fine with that hey man like had, you said we had Kat,
2: quotes from the songs and everything we yeah. did uh, no, now, leave that in. Bo, have you ever have you you're a runner here, so have you ever done a
3: beer mile? You know what? I have done a beer mile and I threw up and uh that was not a good day for me.
2: Uh, <laughs> Dude, I think that's awesome. where my training wise right now is like trying to focus in on the beer mile.
3: Man, there's you know, a homeboy. I'm really good
2: at, at the beer part right now.
3: Yeah, well the beer part is the easy part, but you add that with running. As a matter of fact, I'm not even gonna say the beer part's the oh, easy yeah. part. Growing up, I had, I'm a little yeah, guy. That's so, the
2: hardest part.
3: Uh, yeah, I have a little gut and beer is so carbonated that even if I'm like chug, like yeah. say I chug a beer, I'm not going to be wasted right away, but I'm going to throw up wow. because of all the carbonation. So right, yeah, that's the challenge in the beer mile.
2: Yeah, it's, yeah, you don't, the, the drunkenness doesn't hit you till after. It's it's the the third beer when you hit it out of breath and you're trying to chug the carbonation and like the beer's been sitting out a little bit that's what that's what gets you it's not it's not that it's the alcohol yeah but my my yeah. high school teammate is the current american record holder in the beer mile it's like 433 or something crazy wow so i'm i'm living in his shadow so
3: 433 is an incredibly fast mile on its own <laughs> yeah right yeah and he drank four
2: beers in there yeah. In like the
3: of- yeah.
2: yeah. 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 Fuck that, dude. So he ran like a he ran like a four hundred two mile in the running part, and then like drank four beers in thirty one seconds. Jesus. Christ.
1: Damn. Yeah. yeah. That's wild. Yeah. <laughs> How do you? Okay. All right. This is- I've always wanted to ask this question to somebody. It feels fitting for this situation. Like, you know, when I drink beer which is, like, most of the time. But, like, I don't know, maybe I'm a fool and I just drink it like a fucking horse. But it's, like, I burp. I You know, I burp. Like, it's just, it's, there's nothing I can do about it. So, my question is, like, how, how do you not fucking burp on stage? I always <laughs> wondered that.
3: Uh, th- just use the nose, man. You do kind of like that. Belch. I know, but, like,
1: mid, you know, mid-verse, like, you got one bubbling up like what do you has that ever happened
3: you know i don't i don't think
0: it ever has man i always just thought
1: it was like one of those things where it's just like you know kind of like adrenaline or you know um like your mind's just already occupied focused on what you're doing that like you don't burp but i was like i've never you know in the ninety, would it, this will be episode ninety-eight. In the ninety-eight episodes of this podcast, I've always, since Never long before out. we started this podcast, I've wanted to know the answer to that question. Mm-hmm. But,
3: well, definitely get a bigger sample size than just me. But all I can yeah. say is,
1: I think I'll, I'll ask it say, to everyone now. But
3: <laughs> yeah, that's a question. I have no idea, and you asking me that question is revelatory, even to me, because <laughs> I cannot, in the life of me, recount ever a time needing to burp mid song i've had to cough mid song right a lot mm-hmm. you know like you get a little phlegm or like some post nasal drip stuff yeah, yeah. that's stuff plenty. i cannot ever recall having to stop a song or like skip a, skip a, a lyric because of a belch because you had to burp <laughs> <laughs> Never have. That's that's the really good and good you should ask that to everybody. From I now. should ask that to
1: everybody. I promise I will now. I'm, I have
2: to. I'm trying to think back to like karaoke. You know, we've all done karaoke. I don't think. I don't remember that. And I've done karaoke plenty after like, you know, pitchers of beer, you know, and I don't remember having to burp for that either. You know, I think it's like, uh, you know, people who have Tourette's that sing and then like they don't have Tourette's while they sing, maybe. You know, maybe it's yeah. the same kind of philosophy where no, yeah, You're just where you just have a different
1: to... part of your brain that doesn't think about burping or something, yeah, or
2: stutters. They do it with stutters too. You know, people who have a bad stutter right. and, then, yeah. and then they sing and then they don't have the stutter. What when they sing, maybe it's the same concept with burps. There, there's yeah, some could be... serious, serious psychology going on here. Yeah, you did say it was going to get deep.
1: Somebody said that. Yeah,
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is what I meant. <laughs>
3: exactly, exactly. <laughs> this is all good because these are this is like the most laid-back interview i've had and we're really just trying to figure out the ways of the world gentlemen right just, that's that's what's that's, we're just when,
1: figuring about the out the important shit you know we're Just when you start an episode off with the trying, with tequila man. that yeah that, yeah that it's tends gonna be to break the ice back, you know yeah yeah I guess uh, we you were going to tell the story about the ballad of rat creek. Yeah, we should probably do that. Which yeah. is the last Let's... song we played. Now we went on a tan- several tangents, but anyway. <laughs> Good ones. <laughs> tangents.
3: Um no, that was that song uh, apart from being, I guess uh, uh stylistically uh, influenced by say Marty Robbins and some of what Culture of Wall has been doing lately. Um the actual lyrical content was inspired by the time I actually went up to a place called Rack Creek, which is just north of Creed, Colorado here. And it is a really, really rough road to get up there. I mean, you need to have the, the friend I went with had like this lifted up Bronco super souped up and we were able to make it up there. But I, I still thought I was going to die on that trip, especially coming back down. It was just like this. This is not my jam. This is not I'm not. A... But anyway, we get to the top. And we go fly fishing and we're just up there catching this little brookies and stuff, but it was gorgeous. I mean, you're in the mountains like through this like green valley that runs through these massive peaks on either side. And uh, so we're fishing, having a good time, and we stumbled across this old campsite that looked like it had been there from like the 1950s, and 1940s. I mean, just like these old rusted out bean cans and stuff like in shapes and like like mouth openings that you don't see anymore. I mean, it might have been more recent than that but it just everything was rusted out it was cool and i was thinking man this campsite hasn't been touched in like how many years you know it's just sitting here um and i thought if, if you wanted to get away with murdering somebody this would be the place to do it so i was like all right let me let me run with that let me think about how i can incorporate that into a story and a song and creed just so happens to be an old silver mining town and they've got the mining museum and you can go see like some of the mines tour them I thought, OK, there's there's a good like old Western style reference in the story there. So I just kind of started writing up this murder ballad, but with the twist that instead of the narrator killing the person at the end, the person kills the narrator at the end. And he's kind of saying his last goodbyes like, to to the audience listening.
1: That's awesome. That's, that's great to know the story behind that one, because it's yeah. definitely a great story. But uh, the story about the story takes it to another level. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no in words. inspired and anybody who's been to Rat Creek will know what I'm talking about. So.
1: There you go. <clears throat> it's a very, yeah, it's a very, it's a very niche
3: audience. <laughs> yes. Not many people, like I said, you got some four wheelers and stuff like that that hang out in that area. But there you go. <laughs> Posted um, the,
1: the Rat Creek Facebook page.
3: <laughs> they're gonna get so mad. They're gonna be like, "Why the fuck did your album blow up this place, man? How everybody's helicoptering in?" And- <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> I'll be all, right. <clears throat> all right, That bro. famous. Um, one.
2: Yeah, if you got something, Garrett, dish it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I got a notion.
1: Oh no, I was good. <clears throat> Jesus Christ, I swallowed it. Fucking white claws. Goddamn. <laughs> This Kill broadcast
2: me. is not brought to you
1: by White Claw. No. <laughs> no. No White Claw. I wonder if my Miller uh, I don't know. I wonder if my beer's cold but now. Yeah, not great. Um a warm no, Miller was- light
2: is better than a White Claw.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um you you were saying earlier like you were just talking a lot about uh, how this one has like definitely a distinctly western theme. And I would absolutely agree with that. It's definitely more um i guess if you want to call it like this is going to be weird but like like you know kind of like hard western compared to kind of some of your other music but at the same time like i I really feel like you're first to have a lot of those western themes um as well specifically like when you're talking about um you know kind of getting out when you got out to the mountains that's kind of where what inspired everything and you know even your last record like it's still there's a lot of those same theme a lot of those same themes and and a lot of the same not the same content but like similar contents even in the songs um so i guess what what specifically would you say kind of drove drove that from the beginning and why why did you kind of decide i guess to change it a little bit or like what specifically do you think changed a lot? Is it more just about the sound of it overall or?
3: Yeah, I think it's, it's really sonically. And then the musicians that are a part of the project, right. I think is, yeah, which... is record a little bit more distinct. Whereas like what if like, let's say it was like all Bo De Pena band all the time, who the players I was like, let's say I had an electric guitar, fiddle, electric bass drums. Yeah. Right.
0: Right. Then,
3: what you're going to get is more of like a red dirt meets Western music kind of vibe. Right. right.
1: Okay. That's a good way to describe that. Actually. That's a good way to describe the last, like the self-titled one.
3: I mean, uh, growing up in Texas, obviously like my your big influences are Robert Earl yeah. Uh, even like going into blues and Steve Ray Vaughn. So you go for like this different kind of sonic quality for certain things. You want it to maybe rock a little bit more, but you still want to have those trace elements of, of what I'm experiencing in my actual touring life, which is touring between Montana, Wyoming, Colorado, as my like big States, sometimes Texas. But, um, so that's what those first two records were really about was like me as like, uh, a bigger part of the record development and hiring the players was like, okay, this sonically is what it's going to sound like. And sure enough, it turned out to be like, yeah, like that red dirt meets Western, but, um in the new record because these players are more western swing style which means less distortion on the guitars steel steel guitar for most of the record yeah. as opposed to electric guitar and having ellen on fiddle in her back vocal style um just sonically we went for a much cleaner record it still sounds big like if yeah. you were to crank out a big subwoofer like dude it's gonna bounce at you but it's it's all very clean it's all very cleanly mixed the instruments are not using a ton of high gain so you lose a little bit of that red dirt feel but you maintain the western thing and you bring in a little hint of the traditional and the western swing style yeah. stuff you know sleep at the wheel was a big influence on what western bling is doing down in houston so that's the kind of record you're going to get a little bit more airing in that direction and then of course some of those songs are very jazzy too you know just because yeah. the yeah, players yeah. lended themselves to that type of music
1: right no, that's good. That's, it's, that's good. That's definitely what I was kind of looking for. Just like, you know, like I said, cause I, yeah, I, like, I, I could, I could kind of tell the difference, I guess, just like in the sound and kind of like that type of thing, like I said, but it's, it's good to hear it kind of from you and, and how it, how it kind of developed in your mind, you know? Cause I can, I mean, I can make my assumptions as a listener, but to hear it from the horse's mouth, as they say. <laughs>
3: uh it was somewhat serendipitous it just kind of came together the way it was supposed to i'm i'm super stoked by it it's it's challenged me in new ways where my vocals really took the lead on the record like they're front and center there's not much cover there's not you know the other records sonically you can kind of almost tell that the instruments are covering the vocals in a way but almost we almost planned it that way because i just didn't feel as strong about my vocal performances um but this one it's like no man you're like yeah you got a band but you're going to be naked for a lot of this record like you're they're going to hear you. Oh yeah. Um definitely helped push me and hopefully made me a better musician. I hope. We'll see.
1: It dude, it it sounds great. Like I said I was blown away when I when I heard it. I mean, I was blown away when I first heard it cuz my first time listening to your music was with the self-titled record. And I I mean, I loved it and I've been like I said I've been jamming that for a long time now and then when you know, you did the podcast with Willie he showed, he showed me the new one. We were sitting outside in my garage actually drinking one night and, uh, he showed me the new one or whatever. And yeah, it's, uh, I was definitely, it's a definitely a big step in the, in the right direction. That's for sure. What do you think? What do you think is next? Like, how do you see, how do you see this sound and like everything that we've kind of talked about, like how there's some continuation, but obviously change changes, uh, sonically and that, you know, just kind of, I guess leaning into that Western theme. How do you see shit going forward for? I mean, are you thinking about the next one already? Are you just trying to focus on you know getting the word spread about this one right now?
3: So this one is still very much on my mind, uh, being that the release is like just you know this weekend or not. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I would say if there's one thing that I've toyed around with in my mind for the next one, um, I always try to stay pretty close to the genre. I don't want to pull a full like Sturgill Simpson and like go like straight up acid rock. (laughs) But what I do kind of want to do is I want to go back to some of the blues roots I had. I used to play lead blues guitar in Austin when I lived back when I lived there in uh, the uh, like 2009 was when I moved there first. Um, So I was playing a lot of blues music really influenced by like Muddy Waters and Howlin' Wolf and that stuff. So nice. I think it's cool to find a way to have very similar lyrical content, but pull it into like the, like JJ Kale style blues music, where it's got like kind of hints of country and blues yeah. and, you know, maybe a little bit more rock guitar involved in it, more leads from myself and from other players. Um, so that's, that's kind of just something I'm ruminating over. I don't know where very it's going to cool. go, but.
1: Yeah. that's badass I like to hear that. Okay. That's, that that's cool right so um
2: my my kind of last question for you which which ties in closely to what Garrett just said but like kind of in the future deal here like Colorado not a very big country music scene um I was gonna word this question where I, I thought you were about our age but what you just said makes me think that you're a bit older so if you don't uh, mind me asking how old are you i'm 34 years old oh that's not that's not bad that's uh, it's not that much older but yeah the 2009 th- thing threw me because i was a freshman in high school but i, I was thinking you're closer to like my age but um anyways how uh, old are you mike are you since old. we're
1: just exposing all here
2: fucking 27 jesus god like god my the personal question i don't man. think that's I thought I th- I was thinking you know he was more like upper twenties so he was playing all the blues all the... bass guitar yeah. in Austin in 2009 like clearly he's not upper twenties you know he's a little older. Uh. Anyway. No, anyways, the question, <laughs> you know, we we asked this to to just different different people that we've had on the podcast, including like, you know, I, now I can't name names, but in Colorado there's not not a huge country music scene but you know like what what's your uh what's your goal with your music career here I mean you're still a younger artist young you're a young artist um yeah what's your goal as a country music artist where do do you want to see your your music go here you know whether this album takes you there or the next one or you know what's what's the goal
3: (laughs) so I I I really admire people like Corb Blonde, who you guys I'm sure know well, you know, you guys being from Alberta uh, I've listened to a few of his interviews and I always admire the fact that he's really just trying to do what he loves to do and see where it takes him. Mm-hmm. And he's been a lot, much longer than I have, you know, mm-hmm. um, I think he's like in his early fifties at this point has been playing music probably for 20 years. And then was in a punk band for that. And knowing that history and kind of seeing his approach where he's like really treating it like a small business. But if it gets big, great, you know, that's kind of my perspective on it. It's like, I'm going to take every day as it comes. That's not to say I don't have goals here and there. Like I want to get better. I want to improve. But at the end of the day, I want to keep putting out good products and treating this like a small business. Make sure I'm in the black and not just spend money on bullshit that doesn't really benefit my career. Make sure I'm making money, pay the bills. And if it takes off and somebody gets a hold of it and loves it, I'm going to be super stoked. I am not going to slow down. I'm going to grind and crunch as hard. It's not harder than I ever have, but I just really want to give people something that is enjoyable, entertaining and make a buck while I do it. Like that's really kind of my life's vision. Cause I have other things. I like, I'm trying to get into investing and stuff like that. And um, you know, eventually be a homeowner and stuff like that i mean i'm working towards that goal but i think my life is so full of other um other hobbies desires uh you know goals that don't really have a lot to do with music that if music um becomes this like self-sustaining small business i'm gonna be super happy now that like i say if i blow up that's awesome too but i want to that's what that's my
1: trading doge coin doge coin
2: Dogecoin. <laughs> Doge, Dogecoin, Dogecoin. Okay, hear me out now. All great answers. When I listened to your music for the first time,
1: this is yeah, it's I heard
2: you know you know my vocal. Yeah, I have to address this because me and Garrett had an argument about it earlier today. It wasn't an argument um, <laughs> with uh, not an argument, but your vocal delivery and just kind of, I think that's it. Your vocal de- delivery and the Western
1: I mean, game has to a, be it.
2: No, I, I think stylistically, like with the songs, not so much, but like just something with the vocal delivery reminded me of, of Core Blonde. And Garrett said, no fucking way. You're you're crazy. That's so it, not what I it, said. It, it intrigues me that you mentioned Core Blonde in that circumstance, you know, clearly it had some influence on you. But I vocally, I heard Core Blonde. You know, stylistically, obviously Spanish influence. Not it's much. Also funny is because
1: but, we talked about this like an hour before the podcast started. I was going to wear my Corb t shirt, but I didn't. <laughs>
3: all good. You, you'll have opportunities, I'm sure. Yeah. And Tyler, yeah. that is a pretty rad shirt too. That's not bad. And is that Mike? What's oh, hippies and cowboys? That's so, true. That's,
2: that's ours. I got Charlie Crockett. Yeah. I got the.
1: This is a new one, actually. This one just came in the mail today. That's, That's one of our new,
3: new lids. I like it. There you go. There's your plug for the, for the episode. Yeah.
1: New hats, everybody. I just got a sample in the mail and they look really good. I got three samples actually. So more to come, but anyway, sorry.
3: <laughs> no, uh, but I mean, so I would say the core probably had like his style of singing probably has a secondary influence on me. It's not like a right. pro
0: one. Yeah.
3: Um, i don't know where my voice is man because like and maybe maybe uh, somebody who considers themselves a professional musician shouldn't be admitting to this but i think there is always an element of finding what my voice really is because right now you can hear me talk and it's warm and it's it's deep and it's like rich and blah 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 but I've i've had periods of my life and career where man i'll get super nasally and and then sometimes i'll even have the same recording and a friend's listening to it, and they would say, like, oh, you have such a deep, rich voice. And I'll think, like, man, that's such a nasally, tinny, shitty voice. And, like, I don't I don't know where that comes from. But I guess to some degree, me trying to discover what the Bo Peña voice is still a work in progress, and I'm willing to admit it. Um, and my producer, Gus, who worked on this record, did a really good job in bringing out the best elements and leaving out the worst, mm-hmm. I thought. Um, and so hopefully on the next record it sounds even better it gets even better just yeah you know, yeah it's
2: I mean definitely not something to be like self-conscious about like where your voice is like but look at I mean Coulter Wall like right. he he like goes back and and he'll he'll like diss his own self at his his old recordings of, of his songs you know he'll be like no that's <laughs> I was I was forcing that too much that's not who I am you know like you talk right. about professional musicians, like, reflecting on their own voices and the progression of it and, and where their sound lies. Like, dude, that's so common. Like, that's everybody, you know? Yeah.
3: I, I mean, even back, you hear uh, hear and read stories about John Lennon like, hating yeah. his voice. Yeah. yeah. He couldn't listen to himself. And I get it. Um, It's a weird thing. It's, it's, it's some cognitive dis- dissonance that happens. Because you think you know what you sound like, and then you hear yourself back, and you're like, that's not what I sound like.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like like when we first started We're, the podcast we feel you.
0: Like, yeah, podcasting. I definitely... sound like that. <laughs> like, what?
1: I sound like an idiot. Just kidding. Nothing has changed. Can we get some effects on this recording or what? No. <laughs> <laughs> I vote that we go through. I have not... Yeah. I'm real bad at doing this, but uh, I I did not brief, Bo, on the situation whatsoever, but we go through a segment with every guest called Rapid Fires. They're not very rapid, as as I say every single time, but (laughs) let's start with, what is the worst?
3: What is is the worst? worst? Ah. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, oh man, that's that's a very open-ended question.
1: That is the most yeah. open-ended question,
3: possibly. Yeah. Okay. I'll give it I'll give it 2020. What's the worst? I'm not very germophobic, but the mm-hmm. worst was when a fan would come up to you after a gig, super wasted during COVID, and be like spitting in your eye because they're talking so <laughs> fucking <funny at> you. <laughs> I'd say for 2020, that was probably my worst.
1: I mean, that's that's kind of the worst all the time, though. Nothing worse than the guy.
3: <laughs> COVID, it's exceptional. It don't
2: don't spit in my
3: eye, yeah. guys. Like you, you don't, don't need to talk for Just six a inches. close talker,
1: huh? Just six inches, just
3: right there. Wasted. And I'm like, man, even even in not COVID times, it's like now you're gonna give me a cold or something. You fucking
1: well, stink, bro! Like, stop. That,
3: oh shit! <laughs> I know that. I I feel
2: anyway, bad. I, I feel bad because uh, my my question is also very negative, and <laughs> the, the delivery here. But uh, so you you know, I have to say this because you're in Colorado now. Um, out of the states that border Colorado. So out of all of the states that border Colorado, if you had to get rid of one of them, just the states that border Colorado, what state would you get rid of?
3: Oh man, you're gonna you're gonna make me a lot of enemies with this one. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna answer it. I've had Great. some wonderful I've had some wonderful experiences down there, but I'm I'm cool without New Mexico right now. God, to, bless it.
2: That's the wrong answer. Sir, Bo. was the wrong answer. Bro? Yeah, you're supposed
3: to say Nebraska. Yeah. From Iowa. Yeah, you got a bias though. I mean, you can't. <laughs> you can it. get rid of that. border state. Yeah, I got New Mexico. 98 I, I love-
1: episodes right. in. 98 episodes in, and Mike has shit on Nebraska in probably 97 of them. I'm not surprised.
2: I think I found a way to shit on Nebraska even in like the Ronnie Dunn and Chris Knight episodes. Like, I think you
1: found ways to shit on Nebraska I... and even in the episodes that haven't aired. So yeah. probably like yeah. let's we're talking like 103 episodes probably.
3: That's on amazing. Nebraska. Yeah. Unreal. Okay. Well, I, my, my sincere apologies <laughs> to the people in New Mexico. I love you guys. You've treated me super well. I've had some really poor experiences in that state uh, mm. and having to drive between like text line and Colorado or go through Roswell. It's it's it can get a little little dicey. A little dicey. Did you see any aliens though? Uh certain people that like maybe like <laughs> not, in the, not in the not in the immigration way. That's not what I was trying to say. I was trying no, to say no, no,
2: just, no 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 you said Roswell so
3: yeah. On the influence of certain substances that make them act out of this world, I will say that there it is. <laughs> That's what wow. I was trying to get at. Hey, my last name is Depenya, bro. Like, come on.
1: Yeah. Right. What no, is I was, yeah. the grossest thing you've ever seen somebody eat as if it was normal?
3: As if it was normal. Yeah. Like so. Zana's I went just, to.
1: Uh, you know,
3: I went to a restaurant in New York City one time called Kanji Village. And they have all these exotic foods. You know, they have sea cucumber, Mm. uh, conch, all sorts Mm. of various random seafood. Um, But one thing that they had on the menu was called goose web. And it sounds what it is. It's geese feet.
1: Yeah,
3: Goose web, the webbing. Uh And it's like smoked Uh and marinated in this like gooey, nasty... Uh, sauce and that's how they cook it it's Sauce, Yum. and it becomes like mushy and gooey and nasty i had one bite i had to put it down but there were people in that restaurant like totally digging it
1: it's it, it
3: it basically was a booger on a bone <laughs> i've never even heard of that it was bad that. <laughs> i've never even heard of that like you hear of all these other
1: fucked up ones like uh what's the one that they stuff the ducks so full of fog or whatever it's called or something uh, like that something fog-war. like that i don't know how to pronounce it but anyhow you hear of all those like fine like the fancy ones that are all fucked up but i've never heard of goose webbing
3: goose webs.
1: Oh, no That's I, could, gross. I,
3: I, you know, I did i had all these other like random experimental i have a pretty adventurous palette yeah yeah that though that was that was not good gross (laughs) (laughs) that's a great answer i'm
2: with you man i i lived in vietnam and and uh that might be worse than anything i ate there yeah i'd have to say probably it's gross don't do it don't Don't do it yeah all right um if you had to play a character on a television show what tv show would you be
3: in Oh man, that's a good one. I think it would have been uh I think it would have been a wild ride to be uh Brian Cant Cranston in mm. Breaking Bad. Yeah. Ooh Damn. That's uh, a stressful one though. It's stressful. Would have been a would have been a thrill though. never
1: been pretty wild.
3: You would have yeah, as long as, in as well he plays
1: out, your, out the same.
2: You would have yeah, fit, fit in well with your uh new New Mexico uh out of this world, folks, you know.
3: That's that's so funny that I answered two questions about of yours with New Mexico. <laughs> Albu- Albuquerque, if you drive through Albuquerque and you watch that show, you'd be like, Oh, I get it. Oh, You're yeah. <laughs> like, Oh sense. yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I haven't pulled this one out in a while. If you could make any two people fight in a no rules cage match, Ooh. who do you want to watch fight? We don't want to fight anybody at all fictional characters historical figures current people anybody at all Oof. in a cage fight
3: no rules no. yeah no rules no rules um, man i know they just had that mike tyson fight which i thought was going to be more interesting than it was yeah yeah but i would have liked i would have liked to have seen a comeback of his with like evander holyfield but mm-hmm. like yeah. no rules you know what i mean like same right. age we're at their prime at approximately the same time and then like let those two go at it that would yeah. have been no rules been Fuck
1: you. we're not boxing this is a this is a
3: yeah. we're battling <laughs> right so but the thing is like i, I think that puts the advantages though to tyson yeah even though i definitely. really like, right because more like an animal like you know, just go for it. When it all costs
1: biting people's ear.
3: Right. (laughs) Vander's leaving this with no ears, essentially. Yeah, zero ears left. Yeah. (laughs) There's no ears, maybe one of his eyelids gone. You (laughs) know. Mike Tyson's leaving full. That's
2: yeah.
1: Okay. What's the strangest thing you've heard somebody eat like it was normal? Mike Tyson eating that guy's ear is the (laughs) answer. (laughs) Yeah.
3: I don't think anybody felt like that was normal at the time. But... <laughs> <laughs> well, well it was that. normal to
1: Mike. Uh well
3: Wait, yeah, you...
1: Ozzy
2: Ozzie eating the bat and then Ozzy eating oh, a
1: bat, that was pretty fucked for sure. And dude, now we're not see... allowed to
2: eat bats anymore because of COVID. Like, what the fuck? Who
3: knows? Who knows, man?
1: Do you know that the vaccines made it of Ozzy Osbourne's blood, actually?
3: Yeah, because he ate the bat. Yeah. It's true. That's good. I Only the it,
2: Moderna, it the Moderna one is, yeah, yep, that's it, true. Moderna
3: Aussie affiliate. So uh, Aussie Ozfest uh, 2004 was sponsored by Moderna, and they were. <laughs> no, dependent. it was not. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's true. Damn. Yeah, that's,
2: that's uh, fact. If you heard it here, it's fact. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> you heard Just it here. This first. Not associate with anything. Budapenia has to say, factually. gate. Ooh. yeah. I actually did see Ozzy perform at that Ozfest though. So that was like nice. Uh my parents sent me off to go uh take some like high school summer classes at Stanford in Palo Alto when I was like a uh, between junior and senior year of high school. So 2004 they shipped me off to California. I had a good time. It was it was definitely more of a party than it was like really doing anything. But um we ended yeah, up really. going to to Ozfest and it was the year that it was the Slayer Reunion, uh, Judas Priest reunion with Rob Halford. Damn. And and Ozzy in the full original Black Sabbath. Like wow. on stage. Pretty rad. That's
1: pretty wild. Yeah. I
2: it's will awful. say Iowa's one and only claim to fame is Ozzy ate the bath in Des
1: Moines. So
2: Man,
3: you were just giving me of iowa knowledge today this is yeah this is that's good. mostly what he contributes here <laughs> that's... Just, and uh buddy buddy holly died here so we got right. those
0: well those you, know, you all
3: used to, used to be like the iowa caucus was like a big deal we're not supposed to talk politics but i'm just talking state what state oh, specific I, iowa used to be a big deal right like it was. It like still
2: this... is it's the first <laughs> caucus.
1: That's the first caucus, you know. <laughs> Fucking useless, ass Iowa. We know what be a good deal. <laughs> no,
2: we we determine what everybody else should think. You know, that's uh, us. Fuck. We're, we're the best at it, so we go first. Yeah, <laughs> we go first. Hey, yeah.
3: Hey, I I hear you guys have excellent deer hunting. We do. That is also true. Yeah. I've heard that. Yeah. I've heard it's I just
2: haven't too. happened to find any of them, but yeah, yeah, I've been trying
3: <laughs> catching deers. We'll find the corn,
2: all right. I got one more. I think yeah, you do have one more. Yep, I'm due for one more. Let's uh, I had it.
1: Let me think here. Jesus, <laughs> I had
2: it. I had a good <laughs> one, I had a really good one. Um, then we got talking about Ozzy.
1: Hmm, it's too bad. Give <laughs> me
2: two seconds. we talking got... about bats. Holy no, that's, like that's the opposite. That's
1: what got me off of the train of thought. Cage matches. Y-
2: you know what? Let's just go with... Uh...
1: Can't help you out, dude. All right. What's your favorite song to cover? Mm.
0: Oh. Hey,
1: we should ask music one. So <laughs>
3: you this is a music podcast to some degree i mean i'm having a good time talking about bullshit too uh it was a uh, best best song to cover i think that changes uh right now with the full band it is really fun playing burn me down by marty stewart
1: mm.
3: very random one i'd like to hear that fun tune to play and one of the reasons is like right now um uh, Uh, I'm playing with a local guy who's an electric guitar player and when the full band gets together it's like two lead players so it's he and I on like some gained up guitar through fender amps like kind of like working together it it sounds pretty rad so when I get a chance to like electrify my sound a little bit it just it puts me back at home reminds me of my my childhood playing with (laughs) talent
1: yeah
2: well I think that's it, right? That's we it. Him. Yeah, we'll yeah, on the we will okay. conclude
1: the rapid fire portion of the podcast today, and I oh, think yeah. you did quite well. Good job. Thank you. Um, I appreciate. Well, shit. I don't know. I think that's That'll we could probably believe. about wrap up the podcast too. If uh, if you're all out there listening right now, you can go check out the new record from Bo de Pena. It's about to get Western, and because uh, that releases today, the same day that I dropped this episode. So if you are literally listening to this, you should, after we're done, go listen to it and buy it, especially right now. Uh, Bo, where can everybody buy t-shirts and the record? Are you pressing this thing on vinyl? Any, just plug all of the things right now. <laughs>
3: I'm a- of selling merchandise at shows. So if you get an opportunity to come and see me at a show, awesome. If not, um, my website, buddependiamusic.com, is the best way to find uh, information to contact me, get merchandise, uh, find tour dates. Um, I'd say that's the best spot. But like I say, the, the whole reason I even write music and the whole reason I do all this stuff behind it is so I can play live and entertain people. So if anybody out there gets an opportunity to come out to a gig, that's where I'd love to meet you. I'd love to shake your hand and get to know you as a fan, as a friend. And that's that's what it's all about. And he might
1: give you his cell phone number. Maybe. <laughs> and if I really
3: like you, social security number.
1: Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. We'll see. Depends how many beers you buy them. <laughs> tequilas. Yeah, depends how so many tequilas. I'm ready to go. go. <laughs> ah, shit. That was my other
2: rapid fire. Was what? At a show, what what beer or what drink should people buy you?
3: You know, like oh my god,
2: Bodepinya! What
3: what drink should they buy you? I would say don't buy me a drink at the show. Wait until I'm done, and then we can take a shot of whiskey together. I'd say a good shot of bourbon, something like that. I'm Uh a big fan of bullet. You see, bow, bullet, bullet, bow, bow, bullet,
1: bow, bullet. Then word association. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, uh, what the fuck right, was I gonna say? Well, I don't remember. Oh yeah, so you got I'd Montana. Your, you got okay. Colorado and Montana coming up for tour dates as of right now. But yeah, if of course everybody can go to BodapaniaMusic to keep up with that stuff. But and then we're gonna leave yeah. you guys with uh, El Camino Lounge. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Song we kind of talked I, a
2: little I think, bit about earlier. I think a mutual a mutual favorite of mine and Garrett's off yeah. the uh, new album here.
3: Real good. Um, yeah, yeah. Cheers I, to that one. I will tell you a story about that before I let you guys, or before you guys let me go. Is uh, yes, sir. I I wrote that four days before we went to the studio. So all I can say is, if I hadn't caught COVID and had to postpone <laughs> my, I might have never had that song on the record. Wow. <laughs> so how it's
1: about the that? sleeper? it's the sleeper.
3: Dark horse, if you will.
2: Mm.
1: Big, yeah, shout COVID COVID. For- <laughs> big shout <laughs> out to COVID here for big shout out to
3: COVID.
1: Oh God.
3: That's, that's <clears throat> no can't we can't top that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, All right, well uh it's been a lot of fun man i really enjoyed this this was this was a great time and uh you are welcome to come back on the podcast absolutely anytime we can talk about bullshit or music or all of the above just as we did today so thank you so much for doing it and uh i hope everybody out there listening to this podcast likes the new tunes and the old tunes of course as much as we do and uh yeah, we appreciate you doing it. So for everybody out there listening, thanks for tuning into the show as always. And uh, yeah, we'll leave you with El Camino Lounge off of this new one from Boda Peña. Uh, that record, of course, once again, is, is about to get Western. That is available now, so go check that out, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Mike and I will catch you next time.
0: Let's all cheer. The good times at the El Camino Lounge Mary sets them up So we can knock them down Let's get started. It's the place to be that I guarantee on any given night. Let's all cheers to the good times at the El Camino Lounge. Mary sets them up so we can knock them down. Let's get
2: I said earlier, that's you know one of my favorites and Garrett's favorites off of this new album. But if you like what you hear, go check out Boda Pena's full album. It's available everywhere you get your music right now. And uh that album is titled titled it's titled It's about to get western, 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 western,
1: western, western.
2: We are brought to you as always by Workman's Relief CBD. As we said in the intro, use our code HAC C B D for 15% off your order. The most least ex- the least expensive, you'll find it for CBD out there. Best quality, and you get 15% off when you use our code. So check that out. Also, if you're if you are a fan of our podcast and you uh you enjoy the, the new music you find on this show, you can support us at our Patreon, uh, Hippies and Cowboys yes. Patreon. And uh, not only that, you can ask questions on the show. You can find out who we're having on ahead of time. Get uh, YouTube videos before we post them. All that fun shit. Bonus but,
1: podcasts that bonus will never, podcasts. ever, ever be released to this platform.
2: With like some big guests. Yeah. Some big guests artists that we've had on that we did not release to the public only on patreon only the patreon so check us out on patreon a minimum of one dollar you can pay one dollar and you get all that access and if you want if you really like us you know you want to see our feet pick and shit you know you you can do more than a dollar as much as you want there's no cap and no for $1 a month, you can get all that.
1: If you want to give you know, us $500 a month, I have no idea what you do for a living, but that would be so cool. We'd appreciate
2: sure, it. Yeah, if your name's Jeff Bezos, if you're listening to this, you know.
1: Or if you, like, you know, want to give off the vibe that you could be Jeff Bezos. Right. F- whatever, just donate 500 a month. It's no big deal. Even if you do it for one month, that's cool. Whatever. It's fine can lower it after that just you know
2: or if you're like me and you're broke and you want to just do a dollar a month like god join the club we want people in the club you know we want people anybody yeah people join in the conversation we appreciate it you know if you're a teacher or or somebody who makes equally little money one dollar a month that'll do it for you
1: that's just fine just do that join us we still still love you equally
2: yeah exactly
1: Um, um all yeah. that
2: being said, thanks for listening to this episode. I, I hope you I I think we got some new people listening to Bo's music, and and I hope, sure hope y'all so. liked it. And uh, go check out
1: his his other stuff. So dig in, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next time.